0: Here we go. Let's start the marathon shows. We go to 5 a.m. Not sure how exactly that goes. We had a little rosy for 20 minutes, and here I am for five hours. Rosie, where do you get off with that? No, but, uh, of course, following the Monday Night Football. Look, a couple things. First and foremost, I was on, for those of you who don't know, you tune in on Monday night, which I get. You know, your work week starts on Monday like normal people. Well, mine starts technically Sunday night into Monday morning. So yesterday's show was recapping, you know, the Yankees getting swept. So, for me, I mean, we could get into that if you'd like, if you're still recovering from it, Yankee fans. 877-337-6666, which is sad to me that we now sign on officially, and I know yesterday it ended, but in the day after, baseball season's over in New York. And now it's about looking forward to which, you know, these two teams are going to have a big offseason here ahead. And first and foremost, you know, at least you know what the Mets Things are going to remain in order. It's just a matter of who's coming back, who they're going to go out there and sign, what trades they're going to make. Well, the Yankees, you have no idea what's going to happen. We assume that it's going to stand, Pat, because why would you expect anything else from Al? Al likes it the way that it is. Do you know the definition of insanity? Mm-hmm. I think you do. Well, the Yankees have become insane. They are not. I know I'm brainwashed because I lived through the 90s. They are not. The Yankees that I grew up hating, far from it as a matter of fact. I like these Yankees. They're likable. They're soft. They don't really care about going all in to win. Hey, they'll try. They'll make the postseason year in, year out. But if it doesn't work out, it's okay. Extend Brian Cashman. Extend Aaron Boone. Bring them all back. Keep Gloria Torres. Keep John Carlos Stanton. Sign Aaron Judge. Bring them all back. Bring up some youngsters from the minors. These Yankees are nice. You can't hate these Yankees. The Yankees that we used to hate were the Yankees that would go out there and say, we just lost in the ALCS. What? Unacceptable. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Go get me that player, that player, this player, and that player. That's what I knew the Yankees to be. And as much as I'm brainwashed from that, they're not that anymore. And I think I've seen enough now to where maybe the brainwash will go away. They just don't operate like that anymore. Right or wrong, good or bad, they don't operate like that anymore. And guess what? The results have shown. Yeah, they make the playoffs every year. They do nothing with it. They haven't done anything with it since 2009. Uh, since 2009. Even teams like the Mets get lucky. Back in 2015, making it to the World Series. Yankees haven't even had that. What's the excuse? Well, the Astros are cheaters or this or that. Or... The excuse is they haven't been good enough. And... Nobody wants to change. They're not good enough. So then we could expect the same thing again next year. Just like I said last year. Notice the pattern here? It's the same thing on repeat. Last year after the season, we said change is needed. They need a new vision. Get rid of Cashman. Obviously, Boone was going to be let go. Bring in somebody new. Not that Cashman's not any good. Not that it's going to be easy to find somebody that's great. Somebody different. And what'd they do? They doubled down on Cashman and extended Boone. Okay. And what happened? The same result. Team not good enough. Matter of fact, they got exposed in the postseason where the margin now between them and the Astros is even greater than we thought. Back to the old drawing board. And before you can even think about Aaron Judge, they need to figure out what they're doing As far as the front office goes. And if they bring back Brian Cashman and he wants to retain Boone, I think he will. I mean, the only way Boone goes is Hal steps in and says, we need to change the manager. Cash, you could say, but we need to change the manager. And at that point, I'd have no respect for Cashman if he said, okay, what he should say is he stays, I stay, or we both go. Because he brought Boone here. He believes in him. Can't have Boone being the scapegoat here. It's both or none. This is not Aaron Boone's fault. But anyway, I need to see what Hal is going to do here. That's what we're waiting on. Whenever that announcement comes, whether it's later on today, tomorrow, at some point this week, next week, yes, we're bringing back Cashman and Boone, or you know what, we've decided to make a change and shake things up. Then and only then will there be excitement in Yankee land because then it'll give you hope that maybe, just maybe, Hal will start to operate like the hated Yankees used to. I'm not holding my breath. I don't believe it's going to happen. I'm just saying that there's always that possibility until he says, no, these guys are coming back. We've extended Brian Cashman for another 30 years, and we're have you know we backing Aaron Boone. Now, I didn't really want to get into all the Yankee stuff to start the show. I wanted to do some football, and there's a lot to get to with the football. We didn't do any of it on yesterday's show, and... The first thing, uh, by the way, we'll take your calls on whatever. It's up for grabs tonight. I mean, we got five hours to fill. You could talk about, call and talk about the Yankees, the Mets. We'll get to the Jets and Giants. I'll even get into the Knicks a little bit. I watched that game last night, and you could tell that Jalen Brunson has made a significant difference already. Not that we're going to be talking about the Knicks and the postseason or a championship anytime soon. However, there is excitement, at least from my perspective around the Knicks, that hasn't been there in years. I know they had a good year a couple years ago, but this is a little different. I feel like they could be a legitimate basketball team. How far they could go, who the hell knows? Not very far, but they're legitimate because they actually have a point guard. Anyway, back to the football. It sucks. Veritaka out for the year. That one hurts more than Breeze Hall. It's, you know, the Breeze Hall one loses excitement. He has a a big-time playmaker. I mean, any offensive skill position player like that, you lose him, it's going to suck. But Veritaka is the bigger blow for the team. You cannot replace Elijah Vera Tucker, he's been arguably their best player on the field, so that'll be a tough one. And it stinks coming where you look at the Jets being one of the better teams, or at least having one of the better records in the AFC or in the NFL. Five and two. I mean, in the NFL, and maybe we could get into this too and recap Week Seven. But my goodness, the parity it drives me nuts. I don't know about you. I feel like it's to me it's too much. I want some teams to start to separate themselves. And we don't really have that. But even at five and two for the Jets, I don't feel like they're as good as people are saying they are. Now, I'm a Jets supporter. I support both the Jets and the Giants, but I've always been a believer in this team. I didn't think the Giants would be very good this year. I liked Abel, but we're gonna, you know, this was a feel it out type year. With the Jets, you know, I remember even Jerry and I, when I filled in for Boomer and Geo with Jerry, we had Iron Eagle on. And I was saying, I don't know. The Jets, you look at their roster, they're stacked. They could make a postseason run here. They have a playoff roster. What are they going to do with it? And then they come out of the gate and looked awful, and I was like, here we go again. But I still, even though I'm a Jets backer, and even though they're 5-2, and two, which is somehow extremely hard to believe, Five and two. I'm going to keep saying it so I can make myself believe it. The Jets are five and two. The New York Jets are five and two to start this year. Injuries aside, I still don't believe it. I believe the defense has shown improvement. I love the corners. How could you not? I mean, especially Sauce. He's going to become everybody's favorite. Love the pick at number four. I mean, one of my favorite things in football is a shutdown corner. I mean, I grew up loving Deion Sanders, so that's right up my alley. So I love the corners. I love. I mean, Quentin Williams has been an absolute beast. Really, the defense as a whole has been terrific for the Jets, and it's improved week in, week out. Am I at the point where I think that that can carry them to the success that they had under Rex in 2009, 2010? I'm not there yet, and... I'm also struggling, and I love Zach Wilson. I'm a big believer in Zach Wilson. But I'm struggling to really believe in him or this offense or this team because as much as I love running the football, and I love that they've gone you know where they run the football the majority of the time and they've had success doing it. Now, obviously, that may change here. Look, they bring in Robinson from the Jaguars, which should help out Michael Carter as well. It's going to be a different attack than it was with Brees Hall. But they still should be able to run the football. But they need to get to that next step, to be able to be looked at. When you look at the top teams in the AFC, to be able to be taken seriously, you need to be able to throw the football. And they do have weapons, but they're, they're off. Wilson wasn't very good. Last game. He hasn't been great since coming back. He's been okay and has had some moments, fourth quarter, whatever. But he's got to become a consistent performer for me to believe in the Jets, which is funny because two, three weeks ago, what I was saying was the best head coach quarterback combination in this town was Brian Dable and Zach Wilson. And if you ask me now, after the conclusion of week seven, I would say that it's Brian Dable and Daniel Jones. I think we've now gotten to the point where, and I said this a couple weeks ago with Jones, where, you know what, maybe it's not so bad. When you look around the league and the rest of the quarterback play around the league, not very good. Not a lot of good quarterbacks out there. Even some of the ones who you thought would be good are not very good. Whether that be Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan. We'll get into all that in a little bit, but... The quarterback play, Matthew Stafford. The quarterback play overall, Kyler Murray. Think about the quarterbacks around the NFL right now. There aren't many good ones. Daniel Jones, even as iffy and mediocre as we thought he may be, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league right now. And doing it with his legs more so than the arm, but the balance between the two, hey, maybe Brian Dable can turn him into a poor man's version of Josh Allen. But the point is, I think there's more legitimacy to what the Giants are doing because of the better coaching, because there's consistency to it, even though they don't have as much talent, and even though their greatest strength is not as good as the Jets' greatest strength, I think if you tell me to pick a part of the the teams where I think it's best between both the Jets and Giants, it's the Jets' defense. That is the greatest strength between both the teams individuals, you, you know, you can pick out certain players or the head coach or whatever, but as far as the team strength between those two teams, which one is the greatest strength? I would say the Jets' defense. But the Giants are just more sound, more consistent. And I think that's from the head coach and from the quarterback. And you could say that they have a soft schedule and in their, they're in the weaker conference. They are. And I don't believe in them as a legitimate threat in reality go to the Super Bowl. However, well maybe i'm wrong on that i mean do i believe in the vikings no anybody from the south no anybody from the west no i mean i like the niners but they're three and four and they got beat by the atlanta falcons pretty handily a couple weeks ago so even as much as i like them i don't think christian McCaffrey all of a sudden is going to make a big difference with san francisco i think that they have limitations with jimmy g they were my preseason pick. I'd probably stick with Packers stink. I mean, who in the NFC right now stands out to you? It's the three teams in the NFC East. Looking like the NL East. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants in no particular order. Giants have the 6-1 record. Dallas is only 5-2, and two, but the Cowboys did beat the Giants head-to-head. And I guess until we see the Giants get some division wins, maybe I need to wait before we you know really buy into them. But they have as good a chance as anybody the way that they're playing right now. It's, it's hard for me to fathom. I don't really believe truly deep down. This is not me being a hater. I'm just saying in reality, I don't believe that the Jets and Giants are this good. But you look at it, am I wrong? I don't know. Could be. Certainly in the NFC. At least in the AFC, you say, well, there's a lot more competition for the Jets. They're going to have to pick it up another notch. But I mean, through seven weeks, the Jets have won four games in a row here. Same as the Giants, six and one and five and two. Maybe they are better than we give them credit for. Long way to go. As Sala said today, I heard Sala do a radio interview, and he was saying that. You know, there really is no time to enjoy it. These wins are tough, but you know that it's going to be right on to the next one. And that's the truth. You can't sit there and celebrate five and two. You got to keep it going. You got six, seven more wins to get here. Not going to be easy, especially now without the, you know, without Vera Tucker, without Brees Hall, but we'll see They as they continue to try to prove everybody whether you're a fan of the team or not, they try to prove all the doubters wrong. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty-six sixty-six. So, Yankees, you want to get in on that and still recover, lick your wounds from you know, last night. I don't know if you guys got any sweep last night. Sleep last night. It was a rough night. I'm sorry. I just I keep doing that. I don't understand why I can't get that. It was a tough night to sleep, sleep last night after the sweep by the Houston Astros and, of course, the football on this now Tuesday morning as we recap week seven with the Jets and Giants with proving everybody wrong through seven weeks. Even the biggest Jets or Giants supporters, I'm not sure that they saw this coming. And the odds would tell you Giants' win total was at seven, Jets was at five and a half. I mean, they're there right now. One week away, one went away, one week from that. Remarkable. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.